Hello and welcome to Life at Your Rumble podcast. We're on episode 16 and today we are talking social media amongst other things. Jay's back with us. Hi Jay. Hi ho neighbour. Neighbour, we live together. I was being a certain character from Home Improvement, but never mind. Okay, so yeah, like I said, we've got social media on the table and we'll be doing some random couples questions. So are you ready to be prompted, Jay? Nope, but continue. Why not? It's nerve-wracking. You don't like being probed. You've got a sinister look on your face and your eyes are beady. With a glint. I've not got beady eyes. I've got huge, bulging blue eyes. I know. See, they flutter. So, fluttering. Yeah, I thought it would be quite interesting to talk about social media because Jay doesn't really do social media and I'm never off it and posting and engaging. Well, I try to engage, but no one's interested, really. So... Jay, what's it like having a spouse that's, well, an internet sensation? Uh, you... Like, do you get it? Do you get the fascination with it? I do, but I don't know why you continue, because sometimes it is a lot of effort for you, mentally and autistically, to do this sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And I feel that sometimes you're wasting your breath doing it because it does no one get soon. I feel awful for you because no one's you don't get a lot of reach, and I feel that it's, right. it's Instagram, it's the YouTube, it's all their fault. Because it's the algorithms, yeah. Yeah, the algorithms, yeah. And that's what, and that's annoying for me, because you do such good content, no one wants to, you know. Yeah, so to it. anyone listening that doesn't really get social media, we, it's a bit like fighting for people's attention, really. Uh, and the algorithms decide whether or not you're famous and su- and successful. Yeah, I know you can be successful in your own right, but social media is everything these days. I do do well with my wig work. If you're new to the pod, I'm a lace wig maker and designer. But with like my other pages, like I've got an autistic Instagram page, I've got an autistic YouTube page, I've got my well-beingness pages on Instagram and YouTube. And whilst I deeply appreciate the people that follow me and subscribe to me and comment and watch, it's really disheartening when you when you when you take all that time and effort and also work because it takes a lot for me to go on camera for it to not reach a lot of people. It's not fair because there's so see, nowadays... But then, then me saying, oh, that's not fair, isn't that a bit like self-entitlement? No, because nowadays, like back in 2009, especially with YouTube, you could grow, you know, you get views, people watch videos. Nowadays, it's all the short stuff. They don't want proper videos anymore. They don't want meaningful content to help people. Yeah. All they want is things that are going to... So how do people get... Like, even people that are starting within the last year, how do they grow so rapidly? Because it depends. To be geographic as well, you could be in London or New York or LA and you could get all these subscribers. So, but how do you know that it's actually location-based on how well you do? Because it just is because they're So you're telling me that if I move to London or you LA... You probably that... get more subscribers, yeah, because they do it based on, like, major cities. Because they're more... Is that an actual proven fact? I'm sure it is, yeah. It's more cultural. Because the cultural, like, say, New York and obviously got the Broadway, they've got their... The biggest city in America, they've got LA, which mm-hmm. has got Hollywood, they're like the TV and stuff, so they've got all the, and London has BBC, ITV, Channel 4, all that there, so it's like, you know, they've got the whole. Yeah, the cat was trying to jump up on some of the, the kit there, sorry. Um, I mean, with the lack of growth aside, what, I mean, how, how does it feel having me as the internet person that engages with strangers, how, how does that? It's nice. Cause are you, you like, why bother? Or are you like... A wee bit, but... 
but more like you make friends because you made so many good friends. Yeah, I've made some amazing friends that I would never, ever, ever ordinarily meet. No, exactly, and that's that's great. And that's why I do it. I, 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 I genuinely do it to meet nice, genuine people that we have things in common with. Yeah, it's nice because you've met so many. Some people hope. And I mean, then... For instance, in the next coming weeks, I've got a couple of guests coming on, so follow the pod so you don't miss out, that I've met through my Instagram endeavours. Yeah, and also for my um, in social media endeavours, we're we'll, we'll watching stuff on YouTube. We've met two really good friends of ours now, and we'll hopefully meet them soon. And, and that they've, obviously, you know, that's nice. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there is nice size to social media. Do, I mean, do you ever... I mean, why do you not get involved in it? I just don't have the patience to go and sit down hashtagging and posting all the time. And Well, apparently hashtags are dead these days. I don't know how people find your content without hashtags but I don't know but no I just, meta and all that yeah I don't I don't I watch stuff but I don't try and because these companies don't care like, no like all the stuff that goes on with Facebook and all that it doesn't it, it's like I don't I don't do the Facebook I do Instagram I know that YouTube uh, Facebook own Instagram but Instagram is a bit different to no because like it's like as well that um like thing like you don't see a post from any of your friends anymore unless they don't post anymore because all you get is ads and other pages of other things you don't get that anymore. yeah like i noticed it in my stories i get three ads consecutively that's because they want to make money because a lot of these social medias don't make enough money anymore because people are not buying into it anymore really i don't know why i'm getting ads i mean i know you get ads based on what you look at but i don't i don't look at jewelry i don't wear jewelry i don't look at sportswear because i don't really i'm not that into clothes so i don't know why i'm getting those adverts I think it's just because it's geographic as well, and they also like what you might like as well. Like yeah, and also, I don't know like if you've read anything about social media and things, but the impression that I get is like there's certain camps that people are in. So you've got the people like me who create content to make an impact, yeah. a positive impact. Then you have the other ones that follow trends. Then you have the other ones that like to tell people what they're doing wrong. You know, like the woke brigade and uh, the fact checking brigade, and then you have the other ones that are like the cancel brigade. Oh yeah. So that any time, like someone famous or a celebrity or someone in the public eye or someone that's got a huge following, any time they do something wrong, they love to tell them that. I agree with that. I mean, the problem is, unless see. And when it comes to YouTube, especially, if you say they've got an agenda, say they want you to... I mean, don't get me wrong, if someone does genuinely do something that's wrong, they should be brought out about it, they should be called out about it, but they should also be able to learn from it and move on and not constantly be reminded of it. But if it's someone that's making the same mistakes consistently, yeah, that's where I take issue, but not when someone makes, like, just a genuine mistake. Especially with YouTube involved, they... If they've got an agenda, say that they want you to vote for a specific, like party or, or or mandate, they will not like channels who are not supporting their values that way because they're very, because they want the big channels to obviously support them, and I think that they don't care. They if they don't like someone, they will, they will blacklist them. They will deplete views and stuff. And I think so that's I th- see, I. Th- I th- I think I've been blacklisted on YouTube because I remember in 2020 when I started my Will Venus channel, check it out, It's the link to it's in the show notes. When I started that, I, I've i never agreed with anything pertaining to lockdowns, mandates or anything. And before anyone starts, no, I am not a COVID denier. I am not an anti-vaxxer. You do what you like. That's the whole point of this podcast. 
doing things at your own will, having your own choices, right? And so when I was saying things like, I don't agree with lockdowns, etc., I think someone somewhere is, you know, like when you put like a, like a tab in something to say yeah. this account needs watching, don't let it grow. I think that's what's happened to me because I've done the thing where I upload every day and then I've tried doing the thing where you upload every week, engage with everyone, like everyone's comments, blah, 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 you know, for the algorithm. Yeah. Try and get them to watch for as long as they can. But I did all of that and it still didn't work. No, because YouTube is broken. That's why YouTube's not going to... No, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not talking about the algorithm. I'm talking about talking about my values. Yeah, I'm, yeah I know. That's why, because they don't like them. If they don't, it's not aligned what they want you to be aligned with. They don't help you because it's changed since, since back in 2009. It's not the same it used to be. I mean... Th- it's nice that my channel's quite small. I've got, I've got something like 300 and something subscribers. I can manage that, but the whole point of me doing YouTube is I want it to grow to reach more people. But then you have people that say, well, if you just reach one person, that's enough. If that's the case, what's the point? Yeah. Also, I liken it to, like, it's say, for instance, if you are someone that has a theatre show and you have all the production put in place, everything's written, blah, blah, blah. You sell the tickets and only three people turn up to a theatre. That's not going to work. It's just the same. Yeah, because you need the views and the people coming to pay tickets to watch it to make it success at London. Yeah. It's the same with YouTube. You can't make it success on YouTube. Or and I also, have... you're heavily censored on YouTube. Yeah, you are. You are, because a lot of them are just... A lot of them are not very nice people that they hide office. So. Well, we've never met them in person, so we can't comment. It's just our opinion. But... I mean, I, I, do, I do like creating the content and I've changed the type of content that I do because it used to be just about mental health and things but there's only so much you can talk about. Then I uh, decided to experiment and do makeup things. And for me to speak on camera, do makeup and all these different things at the one time, it's a lot on my mental and physical health because being autistic, it takes a lot out of your executive function. So I'm at this point in my life where I'm like, do I just make videos and post them as and when or do I do it regularly or not bother? Because on one hand, I love the people that follow me. They're so kind, they're so encouraging, they're so supportive. But on the other hand, is it ever going to amount to anything? My honest truth, not opinion, but truth, I... Don't and before, but just before you're about to say what you're about to say, I want to say that I really deeply, deeply, deeply appreciate anyone who's watched any of my videos or subscribed or commented or liked or disliked. You know, we don't always like everything that we create. On you go. No, I think it's not worth it because you. I think the problem is right. If the, I wish there was an alternative. Yeah. If yeah, if the people I watch on YouTube, i.e., Melinda, Kathleen Reese, Emmy made in Japan, you know. Mickey Joe Fair, all this stuff. I watch the channels and that if we're on our platform, I wouldn't watch on YouTube because I don't want to give Google or Alphabet, what it's called now, yeah, the money and the thing and the, and the view and your, the reach. Your, 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 your time, essentially. Yeah, but, yeah, because I love those creative, like, and also not forgetting isolation creations or pals, but I watch them and it's not fair because a lot of them, like, I mean, don't grow. even, even isol- the isolation creations, right? They are absolutely incredible with what they do. They take so much time, so much effort, so much detail that they put into their content. 
they should have hundreds of thousands of followers. Exactly. Now. Why I, is that not happening? Because they don't. Because partly they're not. I'm not. They're a bit. Some people up there are not. Are um, not very nice when it comes to LGBT people. They don't really care so much. And I think. Well, when you look at the, some of the stars of YouTube that are in the LGBTQIAP plus community, they have millions of subscribers. Yeah, because that's before that was when before things changed, and then obviously they. Because I know some some of them have actually left because they can't do it anymore because it's too much because of the mm-hmm. way it's changed. And it's like, even people like... I mean, even some of my friends who are on YouTube, they upload content almost every day. That's, I mean, that takes a huge chunk of your life. Because yeah. to, to someone that doesn't know how being a YouTuber works, okay, so you have... Say you're a makeup YouTuber. You have the product to show. You have the application of the makeup you have your thoughts your reviews blah 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 you film it you edit it you put it on youtube you put in the metadata then you schedule it then you have to come back to it after however long it is that you choose to see if there's any comments you reply to the comments you like the comments you ask people to share the video it's a lot it's a lot so i don't know why my friends who upload every single day don't have Hundreds of thousands of followers. Because, because, uh, it, it, I mean, I know some of them don't want that, but some of them do. The problem is, like, the ones that get million subscribers, like the ones that do really well, are the ones maybe that that are the ones that are models, like like models. I think they want people who look like, oh, they're gonna walk on a catwalk, and you know they're gonna. That's what they want. But my friends do look like models. Yeah, and I think sometimes it's geographical as well. I think sometimes it's just to do with where say that the camera quality and other stuff it's all different factors that they try and pop in and it's like oh no they use the the, the best of kits i think you i think you unless you're in the north and also the expense of the things that they buy i spend well i'm not spending any more any more money on makeup now but i spent a lot of money on makeup i think that to show it i think that it, it's just broken they don't care because like and it just doesn't work anymore it's not gonna work but it's almost like they're playing god with people's careers and lives they are because they don't care because all they want is the ones that have got millions or more subscribers because that's where they get the money and they want to make much money out of people they can even people like say a certain person from Canada I watch she's struggling because if she doesn't do her videos every day or has stuff on it then she'll not get the reach and she'll be lost in the algorithm and, and in search engine she'll never get seen yeah videos will go down and that it's a, and they have a million subscribers so that that's scary because that's you know she's reached the milestone yeah, I'd love to do that. I'd, I would love to be YouTube famous. I think it used to be, or partly, it used to be alright, but then nowadays, if you go to these parties and that, they're not, a lot of them are not nice. Oh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't go to like the conventions because I've heard a lot of stories that some of them are great when the cameras are turned on, but when the cameras go off, they're an absolute nightmare. Yeah, not all of them. No, most like, especially d- during like pandemic, a lot of them. Um, and also some of the things that people do to get the views, dangerous. Yeah, and, and lot- some of them are really really inappropriate and a lot of like social like media influencers during the pandemic they were allowed to go abroad and because they had brand deals they're allowed to go and it's like yeah how were you supposed to allowed to go over there when none of people can see their families and friends yeah that then you had the other people saying i didn't see them socially distancing i didn't see them wearing a mask the outrage cancel them exactly it's just it's ridiculous i know the whole thing on both sides is just it's badly badly ridiculous it is so what do you say to the people that say just keep going? You might get that video that just 
does whatever it is to the system. I, w- I wouldn't find something else. Because if he said that to me five years ago, I'd say, yes, do it. But then, like I said to you when you were going to do it, but no, it's not worth it. It'll never. Ha- Unfortunately, it might not ever happen. And I don't want... But it might happen. That's what that's what people say. Yeah, but it might. It probably won't. And I don't want you wasting that all those years trying to get that video and it doesn't work. And then you've wasted your life, basically. Yeah. Like, tomorrow. Because, I mean, it took a lot for me to do YouTube or anything online because I was the kind of person that couldn't even record my own voicemail. I was that scared of how... I sounded, or how I looked. You know what it was like. I know. Can you you remember that time? Yeah, and I'm the same. I mean, I can't go on it if I'm at work. I can't answer a phone because I'm, like, terrified. After half, like, 30 seconds. Why? Because I think it's just... I can find face-to-face, but on a phone, it's like... I just get terrified. But tomorrow, as I'll say, like... Doing your fears and that, I'll be learning to play the... Hopefully, learn to play the drums. So that's something I've not done and I wanted to do. For years mm-hmm. and, it's, and that's something i won't be influencing i won't be oh hi guys i'm drumming now but <laughs> you know what i mean but that's something more worthwhile than having to rely on maybe that one video going because i'm sorry it probably won't so i mean work i mean as well as doing your 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 day job you're a fantastic photographer so why do you not share that online and if you don't share it online how how else would one get well, their their work shown? I, I do share online, but unfortunately, the place I do share online apparently has gone into bankrupt. No, I mean like just the Instagram. Because Instagram is not designed for, was never designed for photographers. It was designed for snapshots of like memories and other stuff. It wasn't for that. So the platform's not suitable for me because I feel like I don't, it doesn't, it's not able to show the photos at true potential because it's not a designed for photographers like the other, the other site was. I know, but it gives people an idea of what you're about. Uh, of course, but I just don't have... You know, have, like your brand, as they say. Of course, I just don't have the time, and I don't like... And I don't like to... I don't like anymore to do, like, the big companies because... So much, because, obviously, like, I'm not... Because I feel like if it was a smaller, like, independent app... Mm-hmm. I would do it but because it's something it, it, it doesn't care about people. But I, but I how I mean without social media, how else do you get seen? You don't. But I'm happy just in the moment just seeing photos of just pleasure, because I know I'm not. I don't want to have all that of pressure of like taking photos of people and really just now because like you know because it because I know like I mean like people who want photos taken don't understand how photos are taken. And don't understand price. Then you teach them. Yeah, but I'm saying it's like, say if you're taking a wedding photo of someone, right? They won't understand the effort it takes for you to take a photo of when because you've got to be there for hours taking photos behind the scenes, all that sort of stuff. Yeah, because I mean, it's not just like taking the one shot, you've got to take loads of shots. And it's not just clicking a button, you've got to change the lens, put flashes on, edit them afterwards. Yeah, that's they, why photographers are so expensive. Yeah, and they don't understand it, and I don't want that hassle that way because I just. It's like wig makers like me. Uh, People don't understand what goes the work that goes into making a lace wig or hairpiece. Yeah, or even like bakers as well making cakes. Yeah, or stuff. it doesn't unless they're artisans. Yeah, or even making bread and pasta. It takes and chefs. It just takes that extra, and that's why it's that price because you're getting the whole, the whole deal out of it, and then people don't understand. Yeah, the that. whole authentic. Yeah, experience. Yeah, it's it's a tricky one because, I mean, without social media, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have my career. You know? Yeah, of course, but it's it's just it's um it's just it's so like um astonishing to see that so many people are like 
like obviously the shows like Love Island and that. That's what it's all about is getting brand deals, all about getting influence and that. Oh yeah, they're all after the Boohoo contract. I know, I know. Is that why <laughs> Boohoo? Like, like I, I work in a clothes shop now, right? I'm not going to mention the clothes shop, but yeah, yeah, it's a great clothes shop. They are, they are a good company because they all they care about. Well, you would say that you work for them. Yeah, no, but they do care about you know, and it's like, I feel that they're not as influence based. They have like accounts and stuff, but they're not really. You're not having to like say, oh, please like our page, you know, it's like that, and it's nice. They're more traditional, mm-hmm. and I think that if things went back, I'm not saying go back to pen and paper and typewriters and quills and stuff. Oh, I'd love that because it's but so much less complicated. Yeah. You know what? I if I would love to be in the seventies, right? But with some of today's values in the seventies, that would be nice. Yeah, maybe that's why we like old comedies so much and it old is. TV shows as much. Yeah, because I know if we watch a lot of seventies, eighties, and sixties stuff. Nineties. Yeah, nineties. So yeah, and it's just yeah. Uh. Back to the eighties. Back to soap. Back to Rocky and Jerry Coke and those were the days. I don't know the next line, and we'll probably have to pay them. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, uh, Aqua. Aqua. That was Aqua's song. Aqua's and Barbie Girl. Yeah, that was their song. Was it? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Um, yeah, and also it's just springing to mind the psychology of social media because whatever you're doing wherever you go whatever you buy whoever you meet you like take a video of this for social media take a photo oh, go yeah. to this place wouldn't it be great to show everyone maybe i can get more reach yeah it's ridiculous that's what we did in london when we we're in fort mason you got me to film the chocolates and stuff yeah i mean we didn't go to london just to record for social media we went to see mrs doubtfire there's a previous episode that you can check out about our london endeavors but um, yeah, it's it's nuts the impact that social media has. It has a lot of good. It raises a lot of awareness. It brings people together that you wouldn't ordinarily meet. Yeah, but I mean that's where I found my tribe is online. Yeah, but I don't know if it was that one time on Facebook they had a live stream, and it was someone I don't know what happened. It was really gross and grotesque. Something happened to sort of attacks or something, and they and they showed it, and they didn't take it down. Really. I I'm not. But yeah, to... they'll take other people's content down. Yes. Yeah. Like, whatever they've said, it's insignificant in comparison. But then the thing is, why didn't they take it down? Because that was someone... I, I'm not going to explain what your point of was, but they didn't take it down. It's like, how can you not take that down? Because what if kids were watching that? They'd be traumatised. Oh, yeah. And yeah. why is it? And why has it gone led to that to that person obviously doing the thing in the first place? But, you know, it doesn't make sense. I do think it needs to be more regulated. Social media needs to be regulated. I think. But they, I don't agree with this um, online safety bill. I don't agree with because it gives people like governments the power to decide what people say. I don't that that's that's censorship. Yeah. That's not a free world. But I do agree that we need a say that you need to be sixteen or over. I think more mature to be yeah, online. Yeah, kids shouldn't be on social. Media. No, even even like unless it's a parent that like, have a situation where parents can make an account and they control what they're something to do, and then they, and all their friends can be like, that's fine, but not to extent of having Facebook and YouTube unless it's like say it's going through a journey of some sort of autism or cancer yeah, or yeah. something that's fine but not normal social media or even Twitter for youngers because they, Twitter as well as a Twitter is hostile, vile. vile hostile place that should not have existed it should be away by now because it's not it's not doing any good because all you're getting is people complaining people moaning people getting angry people 
shouting, swearing, they're not getting, there's no love anymore in that place. No. Was there ever love on Twitter? No, it's like... Anyway, getting on to something lighter, are you ready to answer some random couples questions? I suppose so, Because I feel that, again, it goes back to social media, I get a bit confused of who knows me on the podcast and who knows me on YouTube, and not a lot of people on the podcast know what we're all about, do they? Well, Tracy Ferry does. Oh, yeah, she does. Hi, Tracy. Shout out to you. She's she's lovely. She's lovely. So, first question is, when facing a problem, who's the first person you run to seek help to? That would be you, obviously. I know. I'm great at solving problems. Even, eh? yeah, uh, even if, <laughs> yeah, it's always you, because I know you've got analog, because there's certain people that I know, not knowing who they are, I went to them, they'd be like, they jump to conclusions, put two and two together, then I have a whole, like, can I explain everything in the one? Yeah. And it's like... It's like, you're not helping me, you're just telling me... What you think I've just said, which is not true. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, and it was like with the drumming, like, some people were a bit, oh, can you afford it? Can you this and that with the drumming? But I didn't talk about it because yeah. it's something I wanted to do. You know, the, people... I mean, I may be a lot of things, but stupid is not one of them. And that's what I hate the most that people would think that I'm stupid. Well, I thought that. I've thought that for years. Yeah, right. Uh, who who do I run to for help? I don't really ask anyone for help because I think quite logically... Oh, I know who. Who? Um, no, no. You ask her for a lot of help and stuff. You do. Yeah, but I mean, that's like business stuff. Well, it's the same thing. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I don't really ask for help because... The way that my the way that my brain works is I think about things logically. I don't think about what other people think, because what people think about me is irrelevant to me. Of course. Oh, sorry, I'm a boring. No, you. no, it's just too, it's just too, it's twenty three degrees here and it's hot. And it's humid. The UK has humid heat. It's. Oh, we're I wish it was in Lake Garden right now, but. Yeah, that's it's a dry heat. It's a dry heat there. It's lovely. Yeah, who do I ask for help? Me. Okay. Yeah, so that's that one. Next well, question. Well, me, me, the bunk. It's me. I'm just using this random question generator from capitalizemytitle.com. When have you felt most loved by me? I think going through the autism dyspraxia diagnosis. I think one is one of the most... N- as well because well why would I love you any less going through that you wouldn't but you loved me more because it was going through a diagnosis and it was a scary time because we didn't know what was going on we didn't know like you rang up numbers wrote letters for me to get seen quicker you know you you really helped with that way and I was you did boring well, it's just that it's just that mindset because I think right okay one door shut where's the others to open where's the others to hammer on yeah because you were like you did more that, that, that's that's the I way I get through life that's the way I succeed I know and it's like as well I feel that you just did it, and it's like, because I felt when I got told it might be autism, like that day, it was weird. Like it was Why? a shock. Is it because of what people say they think autism is? No, because I didn't think oh. it's. I didn't realize it was going to be that because they said it was dyspraxia before. Okay. They never said it the other places. Like, so it was a shock to hear that, you know. But it wasn't like a bad shock. Of just oh, you know, and like how's it going to, you know? Yeah, it's just 
one of those things, yeah. Yeah, and then you no big deal. And writing the letters to like the board, NHS board and stuff like that, trying to get me and it's like how waiting it was nice because I didn't want because I wasn't in the right headspace to go and do all that because I didn't know what was what to start and you knew analytically how to go approach this situation. Yeah, because you just think, okay, well, I'm not getting through it this way. What other way can I go? Exactly. And what other way can I shake things up? Yeah. Yeah. I felt most loved by you when I was going through the alcohol withdrawals. Remember that night we sat up all night in bed and we played ridiculous imaginary games? Yeah, with stories and stuff. And in that time... When you're going through alcohol withdrawal, your whole body's aching, your whole body's shaking, you're sweating, you feel sick, you feel paranoid, you feel anxious it's not nice and that time where we were in here and I was sleeping here because you couldn't go to bed and I slept and you would wake me up if you were in really on pain then because you had to go back into hospital because you were in that van I stayed up here yeah I mean I would still do that now but it's just nice that we can share that sort of you know be there for each other that sort of thing next question how often do you visit your parents well I don't visit my parents at all because well one of them's dead and the other one I don't really see once every two weeks, I suppose. I try to visit the the grave as much as I can, though. Mine be once every two weeks, just because we're bit, we're close. Oh yeah, you you lot used to be unhealthily close. Well, I think it's because of yeah, but so he's a grown man now. Come on. Yeah, I know. Yeah, but cut the apron strings. Yeah, I, I do that. I, I do that because we see shows together and we go. You know, we do stuff with mum, and I see my grandparents. You know that kind of. Yeah. I don't see my uncle as much, but, but um, yeah, and but I do see them quite just because you know it's nice to have them as well. Cause it all, you know. Yeah, it's nice to have family around you and people that support you. But you're family, so, it, so I see you every day. Yeah, yeah. Next question, what is the one thing you are most proud of doing? Um, Probably getting married to you. Probably yeah, it's, it's certainly up there for me as well. Yeah, I mean, it's nice to have all the family and friends around just to celebrate, you know, and have a nice time. Yeah, that was nice. Nice achievement. Mine's is, yeah, getting married, getting sober, learning what my purpose is in life, doing something that I enjoy. I'm a wig maker. I never complain about my job. I'm booked and blessed almost all the time. And facing fears, yeah, that's the things that I'm most proud of. Let's get the next question up. Oh, now I know what your answer is going to be to this, and it's probably the same as mine. What is the perfect place to settle down after retirement? London. Piss off. Nah, nah, Lamoni, definitely. I mean, I'm actually missing London, but I wouldn't retire there. No, no, Lamoni, I mean, I want to go back in September, but I say, I want to go where are going back in September, right? But anyway, the place there, it's so much better because you just feel like you're, it's like my granddad was in Tenerife, he was himself there. Yeah. That's how we feel, you know, we were once, that's how we feel. Yeah, we felt accepted. The place was quiet. It was clean. It was civilized. Beautiful. It was beautiful. It was serene. It was like utopia. Yeah, yeah I know. I mean, it's lovely. Now let's just get our next question. We'll just have three more, and yeah. then we're, then we're done. Oh, I, I think I might know what the the answer to this one will be for you. Name a romantic song which makes you think of me. Which is? I get wings to fly. Oh, oh, I'm alive. Yeah, yeah. Only when she says, I get wings to fly, I keep thinking it's, I get wings to fly. 
I know, God knows. Yeah, that's the same for me as well. Yeah, that was our song. Yeah. Celine Dion. Come on! Do you believe in love at first sight? Be honest. I think there is flutterings. I think you do get the feeling of butterflies. Flutterings? Yeah. Mm. Of butterflies in the, in, the, in the pancreas, in the stomach and all that sort of thing. All that jazz. But I don't think it takes... Only I get orgasms in my pancreas. Oh, well, not quite orgasms. It's more spasms. Yeah. But I think... <laughs> <laughs> I do think it takes time, obviously. To get Literally to... spasms. I think it takes time to get to know the person. You have to um, learn about their insecurities. But like when you... When you saw me when I was, I can't remember the first day, when I was in my striped zip-up and Eddie Monsoon wagon cap, you thought, yeah, love. I think he's going to be all right. I think we're going to get on. Okay. Yeah. I can't actually remember if it was love well, at first sight. Do you remember the first time mum heard your voice? Yeah, but we're not talking about your mum. Your mum didn't love me at first sight. No, but part of that, <laughs> I know that, but part of that was like... Well, maybe she did. No. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, well. I yeah, 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 yeah. No, you you were doing your Victor Meldrew impression. She came back from her work and she got confused. What I was talking to an old man on the phone thinking, oh my God, he's got a daddy. <laughs> sort of thing. Oh, <laughs> God. I, I hate that term, daddy. Oh, daddy. Kiss me. To- oh, no. <laughs> No, no, I just don't like it. Uh, my answer is I, I don't know. Okay, next question. If this would refresh, do you think you have freedom to be yourself in our relationship? Yeah, I can speak my mind. I can tell you what's what. I can have my concerns. No, you tell me what you think. What's what? Yeah, but you don't is- tell me what's what. Yeah, I tell you, what, I think that's what, and it is what I thought. So, but anyway, and I get to tell you things. I get to come through and show you stuff, and it's like, yeah, just to be your true, yeah. unashamed, unfiltered, yeah, ugly self. No, not ugly. <laughs> I, you know, I. Although, yeah, you, going back to the love at first sight question, I did love the like the the squint eye thing. Right oh from yeah, the I've beginning. got a lazy eye. So. Yeah, what was that phrase that people used to say? Now, this is just for us. I know it's not very. PC, not that we're politically correct, can't stand all that stuff. Uh, someone used to say, "Yeah, one eye's still in the sh- one eye's left the shop, and the other one's still getting change." Something like that, yeah. <laughs> but still, still, you when I'm looking at that's you, that's the way we talk. That's our yeah, but, language. But still, when you look at, when I look at you, like you always like, who's who? You're talking to someone. Yeah, because you look at me, you think you're looking at me when you're looking at the wall, whereas hello, and you think I'm there's someone. You stand there's someone beside you, and I'm chatting to them. Like will you? Yeah. Meet, 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 meet the eyes where they're meant to be. Yeah. <laughs> uh, right. Final question. And what is your worst fear? I think at the moment, uh, World War Three. At the moment, that's definitely one thing. At the moment, and spiders. Spiders. Yeah. I used to be scared of spiders, but then I got over that fear. Yeah, spiders and World War Three. My worst fears, uh, I don't really have any, other than heights. Uh, I think getting dizzy is a fear of yours. I don't like, I don't know if it's a fear, but I don't like being pitied, and I don't like people thinking that I'm stupid, because that's the ultimate insult. You don't like touching flower? That's a sensory thing, it's not a fear. Oh, okay, fair enough. But yeah, I don't like people thinking that I'm stupid, and I don't like to be pitied. 
Oh, pity doesn't like pity dates. No, not pity doesn't olives, as in pity, P-I-T-Y. Oh, pity. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. So, is there anything you would like to add before we wrap up this episode? And also, we're still um, waiting for people to write in with your, their problems and hilarious, outrageous oh. stories. So you can do that by sliding into our DMs at Life. You just knocked the mic there. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, slide into our DMs at Life at Your Own Will, or you can send us an email. The details are in the show notes. And if you're new to the pod, please follow it. Help us grow. Also, tell your friends. Yeah. Also, if you have any funny cocktails we don't drink, but we can read them out and we can pretend we're making them. Yeah, any funny stories at all, because we aim to make people laugh and to make people feel because welcome. on the Paul Grady Radio Show, we, he did all that with Malcolm and want to bring sort of that back because that was lovely. So any funny cocktails or drink combinations you've got, just send them in. And also any other suggestions, do let us know. And yeah, thank you so much for listening. And please do leave us a review as well if you're able to. That really helps to push the pod out to new listeners. Please take care of yourself. Lots of nice self-care. Wear your sunscreen. Drink lots of water. And we'll see you the same time, same place next week. Buona sera. Take care. Bye. Bye.